Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your dark hostess travel podcast person. <laughs> totally lost track of what I was going to say. Dark travels hostess. That's it. And tonight, I have a road trip with the panda. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And we are very blessed to be joined by... The polar bear, Valentine. That's me. That's my name. <laughs> that's who I am. <laughs> Defines who I am. <laughs> so tonight, with the kickoff season of Halloween, uh, I wanted to do a special episode regarding true horror stories. So we're talking, I mean, America loves horror films. I mean, we just eat this shit all year round. But Halloween. You eat shit all around? <laughs> <laughs> you talk shit all year. Yeah, round. I do. I'd rather talk it than eat it. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> Anywho, so once October first comes around, it is Halloween season on full blast, full mega load. And one of the things we love to do is to sit down with our families and watch horror films. So tonight, with my two special guests, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about, like I said before, movies, horror movies that are based on true events. So we'll start with the polar bear. Polar bear. Polar bear. Polar bear. I just wanted to say we don't celebrate Halloween where I'm from. Well, that's so what I fart. It was a brush of. A breath of fresh air. (laughs) (laughs) It was a breath of fresh air. Is that how they say it in Ukraine? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But I really like Halloween. That's one of my favorite holidays. And like doing all the things that you mentioned. Right. But yeah. um, So I prepared a story on Amityville Horror. Uh uh You know we did like two podcasts. I didn't know that, oh. and being the new guy. Yeah, right. okay. polar bear doesn't have <laughs> doesn't have dirt spots on his fur yet. <laughs> no blood on his fur. I thought it was being outgoing. Yeah, it's a good choice because that is a good. It's a great story. Right. Yeah, uh, we'll give you the great story, <laughs> and we'll even give you the fact that you're from the Ukraine. You didn't know it, but of course, it came out in the '70s. So I mean, well, you weren't even around in the '70s. <laughs> yeah. Your mom was probably, you know, doing the disco in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Ukraine okay, disco. so share us your story. Share so, um, I mean, the the movie that I watched okay. is uh, the new one, the remake. I mean, with, uh, it's not new at the t- anymore. Oh, yeah. No. So it was it? made in 2005. It's oh. the one with Ryan Reynolds. 16 years ago. Yeah. That's not really new. It's not new, okay. but it's getting to that point where it's, it's getting kind of old. Hey, we're due for another <laughs> one. <laughs> I mean, how many Halloweens are there? Oh, gosh. 
Wow, that was a low blow. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, think of it. It just there's, keeps coming. There's so many. They've done the final one, okay? Jamie no, Lee Curtis, I think. Yes. Well, this. I is, just saw a trailer for another one. Yeah, the new one comes out this well, that's month. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I think she's the final one. Yeah, okay. The final. Is you she going to get him? You gonna get her, dude? She got him last movie, I guess. I didn't watch I it. I think she gets him every. Year. I heard it's really, <laughs> she I heard it's really good though. I heard she fucking kicks ass. I heard she like goes guns blazing literally, and she basically does like Alan Ripley, uh, Alien. Oh, Ripley. Yeah, yeah. Ripley on his ass. Is Alan Ripley? Alan Ripley's a no, no. No, you said Alan Ripley. I'm trying to remember who that I is said now. A- Alan, Alan <laughs> Ripley. Okay. <laughs> I don't know Ripley's first name. They just called her Ripley. Maybe it huh. is Alan. Either way, continue with yours. <laughs> We're taking away his thunder. Okay, sorry, you're right. Sorry, Paul. So any, anyway, Amity will... Oh, fuck. <laughs> he made it past the first part, and we gave it to him, and then he just <laughs> fucked him up. So the story behind Amityville is um, a man named Ronald uh, Defoe Jr. on November 13th in 1974... Shot and killed six of his family ma- members that lived in in the house with him. And um, once he was confronted, he s- claimed that he was possessed. Like, okay. He didn't want to do it. Something made him do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who and made him do it? I, the devil. Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> the devil. And um, so th- the adaptation th- of the movie, it doesn't follow Ronald. It, it follows the people that lived there after him, which is the following year, George and Kathy Lutz moved into the Amityville. The horror house. Yeah, the horror house. Okay. It's a white people move. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the the, the reason behind it was it was really cheap, but it's a nice large home. I'm pretty sure it's next to a lake. Yeah. I think you had a It was everything you you needed and wanted. Right. And And more. So they put into the... Put in all this money into this house to have a great start for their family. But according to the movie, things start getting weird. You know, things are moving around the house. Paranormal activity going on. Not only that, but both Kathy and George start acting weird. Kathy starts becoming more withdrawn. She's always cold, but she can't seem to keep that house warm. The kids, they they had three kids. The kids seem to be having a good time, except for the youngest one. She finds a friend that's about her age that's a ghost. A okay. She keeps, yeah, she keeps talking about her and everything. The thing with George is George is starting to get abusive. You know, he's, he's getting angrier as, so as like the movie progresses. So like a definite personality change. Definitely per- personality change because seem, they seem happy. You know, every, everything's going good. Yeah, I mean, when I buy a house, I'm happy for at least two months, you know. I did this. Now you got to fix everything. Yeah. Well, then you start, I got to pay that mortgage check when right. you write that thing out. It's a different story. So they're getting weird. And George, he, you know, he's, he's getting mad at the kids. He's getting mad at her. And he pretty much moves himself into the basement. Oh. And he lives in the basement. He's withdrawn from everybody. You know, she's withdrawn from everybody, and she calls upon a priest to try to bless the house. Okay. And the priest comes over, and he's like, yeah, there's definitely something wrong here. And then, you know, they des- they decide to fix things. They're like, oh, we're going to go out on a date night. As they go out on the date night, they, invite, they have a babysitter over. 
not a great ba- babysitter. She's kind of <laughs> rough. Did she uh, give them Benadryl? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> dragging, the kids, dragging the kids to go put them to sleep. No, but she kind of like talks to them about like adult topics and she oh. kind of brings up what happened with the family before. Oh. And she's like, you know, people were killed in this house and it scares, scares the crap out of the little kids. I think, yeah. And according to the movie, she knew the little girl that died because she used to be, yeah, babysit for the Defoe family. Oh. And then uh, things continue to go bad. Weird things. Uh, George start, starts to see things. Yeah. Hallucinations. Hallucinations. He ends up, they had a dog and he ends up hearing the dog in, uh. Uh, in the boathouse and he makes his way down to the boathouse and he he thinks he's saving the dog in his head. He thinks he's saving the dog from some something evil. Right. But he ends up killing the dog. Oh my god! Yeah. This isn't the the recent version. Yeah, the recent version. The he, he kills the dog, and yeah. he's like, "What? Well, you know, what the hell am I gonna do? I'm gonna t- tell the family." So he kind of covers it up. The next day, they go looking for the dog. And uh, I don't like horror movies when the dog doesn't make it. <laughs> yeah. that we is always not... root for the dog. <laughs> yes. Dog first, human Everyone second. Everyone else can <laughs> fucking second. die, but the dog's got to yeah. make it. Yep. Yeah, he, he did that, and they look for the dog, they never find him. Of course. And he then sees, goes out to the boathouse again in the middle of the night because he thinks he hears the dog barking, even though he just killed it. And he ends up thinking he sees one of the kids in the water, he ends up jumping in the water. So he's having some serious... He's, he's having a lot of delusion at this okay. point. Okay. The kids are also doing weird things. Walking on rooftops. Yeah, that's, that's just, just kids. Yeah. yeah. That's just, that's <laughs> just kids. Kid. I don't know how paranormal no that is. With that. Um, Who hasn't done that? But so, my fat ass this, this, I mean, we know this has all been based on the true events yeah. of William Defoe. Or not William Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> the actor? Ronald. Ronald, Ronald Defoe Jr. <laughs> right. You know, it's funny that you said that he moved into the basement because that's where uh, Ronnie lived. He lived in the lived basement. In the basement. When he lived with his parents and when, you know, there's there's evidence to suggest that it was a collaborative effort to kill the family members. But either way, he was in the basement. So it's I think that's a little interesting. I didn't mm. uh, I didn't think about that before. Yeah. So. But I mean, according to the movie, he you know, there was some evil guy that used to live there and torture Native American people. And that's where the curse on the house came from even prior to Ronald Defoe. Okay. In, uh, in real life, though, Ronald Defoe killed six of his family members, and then... Well, he was convicted. Yeah, he was convicted, 25 to life, and he actually ended up dying in custody on March in 2021. That's right. Wow. He just yeah. died this year? He just year? died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, and, good pick. George Lutz and um, Kathy, they only... In real life, they stayed in the house for 28 days. Okay. And then they left. And they didn't just leave, like, packed up and left. They left all of the things behind. Okay. Which, you know, that is really weird. I mean, yeah. you, you buy a new house, <laughs> and you, you move all your stuff in. You just, you know, put all this money into the home because, you know, you have to have a down payment. And there's, there's a lot of things that go into it. And they just left 28 days later. Now, I do think when they originally bought the house, they bought also took some of the furniture in the house. So, like, they were sleeping on the beds, I think. 
Um, the bed maybe frames? That, that's possible. Mm, maybe. They want to keep that maybe elastic. not the mattress, mm. but the bed frames, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would hope the real yeah. estate company cleared it out, nope. but you no, can't, re- can't so. rely on that. Yeah, no. So are they good now? Do you happen to know that? I don't know. So oh, jo- George and Kathy Lutz. Mm-hmm. So George and Kathy, they got divorced five years, no, six years later. They got divorced in 1980, and George didn't really like what was going on with the new remake because they never consulted him. Oh. So oh. there was like lawsuits and stuff going on, and that was in 2005, but he died in 2006. So didn't go far didn't matter. That, yeah. Didn't go yeah. far. All right. Uh, I'm not sure. I Kathy also passed away, but I don't have the year on when she did. Okay. okay. The whole movie, though, I mean, I liked it. There's a lot of unpopular, you know, it's very unpopular to the crowd, but... I mean, people like to talk smack, mm-hmm. but all in all, it had a nineteen million dollar budget. Ended up making one hundred and eight million dollars. Wow! So it was probably the fact that he killed the dog. So <laughs> well, that and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, you know, Reynolds in it. Pretty yeah. sure he's shirtless in one of the. Scenes well, no, I mean that's probably right. why people didn't <laughs> like it because he killed the dog. I think he has a beard in that one too. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, right. a, that's a good-looking guy right there. <laughs> so uh, the polar bear followed his heart and went with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, which is he should. I heart Ryan. <laughs> Most people do. <laughs> <laughs> Sexiest man alive. <laughs> All right, so that's the polar bear panda. Oh, you want me to go? You want me to go? But yeah. Why? That's <laughs> no, fine. It's fine. Okay, well, I chose a movie that I don't think a lot of people know about, which I didn't know about until I... You know, it, it piqued my interest because... The real the what it's based off of is is something I've never heard of. I'm sure it's been heard somewhere else. So the movie is called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Okay. It's made in nineteen seventy six. So essentially it's right before Halloween and Friday the thirteenth and all these movies take off. Okay. Well, you know, just so we're all on the same page, seventy six was an excellent year. But go ahead. Sure. Is that what you're born? What happened in seventy six? <laughs> Well, okay, well, this guy's taking lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the movie, so it it um it takes, it's a it's it actually tries to relate itself to what actually happened. And it takes place in 1946, and it just stays with the town that it's related to, which is in uh, Tex Texarkana. So Texarkana is a town that's on the border of Texas <laughs> and Arkansas. It's a little gray area. Yeah. Right. It's 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 a well, well it's a city really. That's Tex. Canna, Texas, Arkansas, Canna. Canna. and so it's it's a mixture of three states' names put together: Texas, okay. Arkansas, and Louisiana. Okay, because it's like thirty miles away from the border of Louisiana, hmm. so it's like right there. And the thing of it, so this town or city is is a is a is a like a travel hub for railroads. Okay, so in forty six, you know they're using trains a lot. Right, the war's over. They're definitely losing trains in forty six. Right, so a lot of people come through this town. So like. The middle of the town or city, whatever you want to call it, is they they deem it actually call it Little Chicago because there's a lot of drifters, a lot of strangers that come here, so it's not really the best place. But but the outskirts of it is like a nice pasteurized place to live. Okay, so like a city within a, a rural community. Right. So the closer you get to downtown, the more ex- experience you're gonna get. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so either way, the movie follows this killer. He's known as the Phantom Killer. Okay. So that's what they base him off of. So the Phantom Killer is a real killer. Correct. In real yeah. life. Okay. Correct. So in the movie, he 
basically terrorizes teenagers. That's how it starts off is he people go to lover. It's like your most cliche, basic horror movie. Kids go to lover's lane. They go to a spot, and they're about to talk about their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> that's that all they, they do is in that what they Yeah, that's what they call it. Hold hands. And the dude, he comes up, and he, he takes him out, and he kills him. He, Sounds like the Zodiac Killer. Right, so it, his cho- well, his choice of weapon was uh, shooting shooting them. That was the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it hints towards you know sexual conduct or misconduct. <laughs> misconduct. Basically, the whole movie he's you know terrorizing killer, terrorizing this town, and the cops are trying to get him. But in the movie, hashtag spoilers, nineteen seventy six, he ends up getting away. They even shoot him and everything. I mean, he's running away and he. He, like, just misses the moving train, and the cops are on the other side of the train, the killer's over there looking at him or whatever, and he gets away. So, is that, that technically, the the mystery of the, the, of the, the phantom killer. His identity? Well, yes. Uh, it's an unsolved case. Okay. Unsolved cases, I guess I should say. So, it's based on a real person that did all these terrible things. In that town. Okay. In 1946. So, they base all, the movie based off... The events, but I mean, they change it a little bit, right? So they like, always do. So I mean, some points they keep. So like the murders, they kill. He kills more people in the movie, but you know, towards the end, one of his victims gets away. So yeah, so what ends up happening in the real life? It all started off in 1946, February 22nd. Okay. Jimmy and Mary, they go on a date, double date, and you know, they go to Lovers Lane. Literally, go to they call it Lovers Lane over there, and they're sitting in their car talking about their feelings. Holding hands. Holding hands. Holding hands. <laughs> he the the killer shows up. Well, as of right now, he's not the killer. A man in a in a sack, sack head with cut out eyes oh. and a mouth. Oh, like the strangers. Yeah, like the, the strangers, or like you ever see a uh, um, what was that western movie with Jamie Fox? Django. 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 Remember where they're putting the sacks over the head? Oh yeah. Same shit. So either way, it's a bigger bigger man, and he tells him, you know, get out of the car, or whatever. He tells the guy to. Take his pants off to his legs, to his his ankles, and he fucking he he whacks him hard. He actually fractures his skull so ho- so badly that it sounds like a gunshot. But the girl thinks she just he just shot him. Uh-huh. It's bad. So he goes down and he tells the girl Mary to run away, and then she starts running away in her high heels. And he's all not that direction. And he just tells her to go a different direction. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, there's rules to this. And so she starts running, and then she doesn't make it very far, so he catches up to her, and then he actually puts the barrel of the weapon. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We don't need to go there, but okay. And then she, you know, she's things are happening, and she kind of fights back, and she stands up, and she says, just fucking kill me already. I don't want to do it, but she thinks homeboy's dead. Uh-huh. It's like their first date, too, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, she doesn't want to live without him. Yeah, so, but he ends up actually running away. He just says bye. <laughs> Thanks for the good time. Yeah. So he he allegedly they they claim that they he might have saw headlights coming because the guy uh, Jimmy he actually gets up he reco- you know slightly recovers himself and takes himself to a road and flags down a car. Uh huh. So they're saying that he might have came back and got her, but they don't really know have a specific reason. What happened? Okay. Because she runs away as soon as the guy the 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 bad guy starts running away. So hopefully in the other direction. He claims to be a, a taller white man with dark skin, but she claims to be an African American with light skin. Okay. So 
And now the police and the police, you know, they they tell the the press around there, but they don't even mention that the sexual misconduct that happened to her. They just said it was a simple robbery. Like, oh, so they just kind of write it off, not, not right? Even attempt murder or anything, right? But I mean, this guy's got a s- skull fracture, right? Mm, and he's in the hospital for like six months, and then she's still pissed about the whole thing. She wants justice, and she's trying to tell him this is a real serious thing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. He did, you know, did this to me. So yeah, to reflect on you know why why he didn't kill her, I'm assuming that you said you said that was his first. That was well, yeah. So so I, maybe he didn't have the nerve for it. Yeah, the he nerve. Just got the little taste of what he wanted and mm-hmm. ran off. Which is usually how the MOs work for these serial killers is they don't have a plan. Uh, sometimes they do, but if he saw the headlights, right, he so wasn't able to finish what he intended. Right. So. No one, it's up for perspective or what you okay. think. So what ends up happening later, so on the 24th of March, almost a month, actually more than a month now, Richard and Polly. Uh, Richard's 29, Polly's 17. Oh, wow. <laughs> But okay. it's 1946. That, that makes it okay. There's a men's shortage. I'm not saying it's okay. <laughs> <There's a men's laughs> it, there is. The war just oh, happened. God. People are dead. Okay, all right. See, facts. 46, <laughs> yeah. Either way, we don't really know exactly what happened because there's no witnesses to this one. So same concept. They pull over, not the same spot as Lover's Lane, but to a different part of the outskirts of town. And they're about to do you know, emotional talks. So a guy actually finds the car, and they find Richard's body, um. uh, pants to his his ankles again. But he's shot twice, and he's actually held. He's actually in the the, the driver's seat. But the woman Polly, she what? They find her body in the back, and it looks like she sprawled out. And they found a blanket outside of the car. So investigators put put it together that she was raped right. and put back in the car, and she was shot in the head. So, yeah, they didn't make it either. But the thing of it is, too, is, you know, the every, it's, the town's not huge, so everyone hears about this, so everyone comes to peek a, to get a look and then see this crime scene. Right, there's no internet or Google. Right, so they, they, they have the technolo- technology, quote-unquote, of fingerprints and stuff like that, but... Yeah, you know, all the other the evidence, basics is, of it. yeah, is ruined and gone or stuff because people are coming tampering with the scene. Oh, okay. So, April thirteenth, same year. Betty Joe is fifteen, and Paul seventeen. They're like childhood friends. They're both from the area. They've known each other. And Betty Joe actually just played. She was a saxophone saxophonist. Saxophonist. They were playing a show until like one in the morning and then but her and Paul, you know, get along together. He's a cool guy, I guess. Apparently he was really popular in the town. All town hero. Was. Yeah. So <laughs> same concept. They go out and they actually go to like the, the park and so they find the car, but they don't find the body oh, sorry, they find the bodies first. Aww. But the car is like three miles away from Paul's body. They find Paul first and then they find her, Betty Joe, like a mile and a half away. And then the car is totally separate from them. So it looks like they made a run for it. But Paul was shot four times. And Betty, actually, they found her with her clothes still, with her clothes on and on her back. But she had been shot through the heart and through the head. Or the face, I should say. I wouldn't say the head. Did they think she put up a fight and he she got killed? They they determined that it looks like there was some sort of struggle. But then, well, you see who won, Yeah. unfortunately. The guy with the gun. Um, at first, they don't think it was rape. But then they do some... Some tests, and they find out there's some semen secretion in there, and yeah, raped her too. So at this point, now you got all of Texas and Arkansas counties, you know, or surrounding area working to get Texas alert. Rangers, FBI, 
local police, everybody, and then the press is, you know, announcing how the killer works mm-hmm. and what he does. So what ends up happening is is that he kind of has to change his MO now. So clearly he can see what's happening. And they actually end up setting up, uh, like, decoy dates, couples and stuff. So cops will go undercover oh, as a couple yeah. and go to Lover's Lane and do whatever, try to lure him out. They even put dummies in cars trying to come get him. None of it worked. But they, he knows they're trying to do that because the press is telling everything. Right. Because they want the scoop. Is it possible he was a cop and knew the inside information? Well, the, the suspect that... So that, that's the thing about this whole thing. You'll see it's an unsolved mystery, but it's a solved theoretical mystery. Okay. <laughs> a theoretically solved mystery. Okay. So... On May 3rd, Vigil Starks and Katie Starks, married couple, lives in a farmhouse about 10 miles outside of the town. They're just chilling. Chilling at night. At home. At home. He's reading the newspaper in his chair. Not a care in the world. He's just he's in his own house, doing his own thing. The wife is in bed. She's, like, laying down. And then, next thing you know, freaking Vigil, Vigil Starks, he's got two two shells in the back of his head from his window. Like, the okay. killer's outside his window. Okay. So you know, the wife hears it, and she goes down to go to her crank phone. Yeah, so <laughs> they don't have, you know. <laughs> By the time you dial 911, you're dead. Right, so that's what's happened. She goes down to the crank phone. She starts cranking away, and she gets shot twice in the face. But she survives. Oh, God. So one of the bullets goes through uh, her right cheek and comes out her left oh, wait, ear. Wait, he's, he's got a handgun and a shotgun? No. So you said he took two shots. Oh. She got shot oh, twice. You said shells. I assumed it was oh, I'm sorry. shells. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Cartridges, bullet cartridges. What do you want to call it? <laughs> Bullets. <laughs> two hitter Bullets. in the face. <laughs> Bullets. Right. So two two shots to the face. One goes through her right cheek, comes out her ear. The other one hits the lower of her lip and breaks and shatters like splinters of teeth. Jeez. So she's fucked up. But now she's you know she's panicking. She's got blood and she she ends up from the pain and she ends up putting blood in her eye somehow. But she ends up she ends up hearing the killer trying to come in the house. He gets in the house, but she she finagles away. To run around her, own, I mean, she knows her own house. She runs around and goes, jumps from room to room, and hops out and runs to the neighbor. You know, she's you know screaming and she's yelling. A badass is what she is. <laughs> and the t- and the whole town's already on lockdown from the stuff. There's curfew set up, and people have literally bought bl- extra blinders and everything to lock up their windows to hide th- and hide themselves in. So she and so she's running to the neighbor, and the neighbor, you know, hearing all, her screaming and shit. And he comes out with a shotgun. And he starts blasting the air. He's like, "You fucking come on me, bro!" <laughs> <laughs> and so he's ready to, you know, get down. But in, she ends up getting away, which is great. And she actually makes a full recovery. I mean, she's fucked up. Well, you know, that was one <laughs> of the thing about the wars is because of all of the um, wounds, there was an increase in prosthetics and an interest of, in prosthetics, and you know reconstructing faces and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I mean I don't I mean it's still nineteen forty six, so they're nowhere near what we have. But either way, go ahead. I I'm, I'm, in, I'm involved. Right. <laughs> so I mean she makes it and this time the evidence is kind of there now. So now there's bloody footprints. He even leaves a flashlight behind and there's casings. Bullet casings. Bullet yeah. casings, there we go. That casings he probably there. put his fingers on. So Unfortunately, they weren't. It wasn't the same weapon that was used to kill the other ones. Because this weapon was a twenty-two, which is a smart. Because if you have neighbors, 
22 is not as loud. Mm-hmm. So the other one was killed with a th- like a 38, I believe, and nobody heard those either way. So one detective puts together, kind of puts an idea together that each crime that had happened, there's actually been a stolen car reported for each night of the crime. So they kind of they kind of set up an MO for like anyone who's been in car burglary nearby, anyone who's basically alone or not not a local here to this town. So they end up finding a woman named Peggy Swiney, 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 Sweeney, Sweeney. And they actually set up like you know those those car decoys people set up to capture car thieves. Right. Same concept. So but they catch her. So and then she they're trying to figure out who she is and like, why are you here? She's like, oh, I'm with my husband, Yol Sweeney, and he's in Austin selling a car right now. And so they look him up, and he's got a huge criminal record of just bullshit. I mean, he's he's basically the MO of every killer ever. <laughs> Shitty childhood, abusive father, neglected from his mother and shit, just kind of a weird guy. Mm-hmm. And he actually has dark skin because he's outside a lot. He's a white guy, and so I mean, kind of puts it together, and so now they both have them. So he, when they go to capture, you know, bring him in, he actually runs from the cops, and they catch him at a bus station. And when they, when they find him, he like basically says the, I forget what he exactly said, but he states that I, I didn't, I didn't do it. And they're like, we're here to arrest you for the car thefts. He's like, you ain't here just to arrest me for those car thefts. And he gets in the car. He's like, you think I'll get the chair? And they're like, no, you'll probably get 10 to 5 years for car theft. He's like, you all know I ain't. So he's over-talking. <laughs> right. Talking so he, too much. He's like, you know, oh, you all know you guys aren't arresting me just for a car theft. And I was like, what the fuck? And so they bring him in, and it, the evidence is there, but it's not. And they even convinced Peggy to confess to how the murders happened. So for the first Two parties that were killed at the farmhouse with the uh, with the uh, vigil, right, the lovers' lane guys. Right. So with them, they she establishes that she was there an accomplice to helping that happen. But in 1946, if you were the wife, you can't testify. You can testify, but you don't have to. So she retracts her confession. And refuses this to confess on the podium in court. In court. Wow. So they have her, but and, and he shuts up. He doesn't say anything. He knows that she's talking or doing whatever, but he shuts up. He doesn't say anything to, you know, about the whole thing, so he doesn't admit to anything. But they get him on a, for the car thefts, but because it's multiple offenses, he goes for away for up to 25 years. Okay. But while in prison, he actually gets out early because he was not given the opportunity to an attorney. Oh, um, So Jesus. he gets out early, and he just lives the rest of his life. And he doesn't kill anybody else? Right, allegedly. Oh, so, really? I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, the problem is, is that, so, like, after they took him into custody, the phantom killing stopped. Weird. Right. Weird, right? <laughs> well, if they kept the evidence, especially if for the rape kits, or, I mean, I'm Certainly didn't have rape kits back in 1946, but any of the evidence of the female, their underwear, or anything that the semen touched, you know, they could still run it. So, but, all right. Well, that was actually pretty pretty intense. 
Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we'll go, we'll he dies go like and watch it. Yeah. He what? Uh, well, the thing is, too, that movie actually gets a sequel that was made in 2014. Oh, a sequel or a sequel? It's not a remake. Okay. I thought it was. I thought when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, it's a remake. It's like no, it's a continuation. Mm. Hashtag spoilers. That kind of gives something away. And it's like, oh, okay. So. All right. The town that feared sunset. Sundown. 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 Yeah. Okay. Were all the killings at night? Is that why it's called that? Right. So <laughs> all, every killing happened at night, and nobody was safe, I guess. All right. <laughs> well, for mine, so when I was a kid, you know, when they started making some serious, badass, scary-ass movies, the one that really scared the shit out of me was The Exorcist. Oh. And I know. I mean, The Conjuring is my jam. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> But it's The Exorcist that really kind of got me into horror films. And then they actually re-released it with this extra scene that scared the shit out of me. And I was, I don't i don't know, like in my 30s when I saw this. And it's the scene where she goes crab walking down the steps with backwards mm-hmm. with her neck twisted. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that scared the ever-loving shit out of me. And I've seen this movie at least, you know, once every year or every couple of years. So I was familiar with this movie, but when they did that re-release and I saw that, I was like, oh, shitness. <laughs> so mine is actually about the one scary movie that really scared the shit out of me as a kid, and that would be The Exorcist. And, of course, it's based on a true story. And so the story, the, the real story actually begins, just like in the movie, in Washington, D.C., but unlike the movie, the original possession of the Exorcist, as it's not in the 70s. It actually starts in the late 1940s, so here in the same circuit here. But instead of a girl being possessed, it's a 13-year-old boy named Ronald Hunkler. Hunkler? Yes. Okay. Now, in the movie, there's a brief mention, because the movie actually does not explain in any detail the original version how Regan, the girl, becomes possessed. But it does briefly mention Regan using a Ouija board, and she even kind of has this imaginary friend. And believe it or not, that's actually kind of how Ron, the boy, becomes possessed in real life. So he had this aunt, this this aunt, his aunt that he really, really loved, his beloved aunt, named Harriet, and she died kind of unexpectedly, and Ron was very sad. And, but when she was alive, Aunt Harriet, who was a spiritualist, showed Ron how to use the Ouija board. So after she died, he starts using the Ouija board to try and contact her. Because, you know, he's sad. He wants to make sure she's okay. Well, strange things, of course, start happening around early January 1949. Ron is hearing sounds of scratching coming from the floors, coming from the walls in his room. Water is actually starting to drip inexplicably from pipes, from the walls. That's actually, I think, a moment even in the... Amityville? Amityville, where water's coming through the walls. So on top of all that, his mattress even starts doing the shaky thing. (laughs) So now, just like the mom in the movie, the family begins looking for professional help. They go to doctors, they go to psychiatrists, and then they even go to, they're actually Lutheran, they go to their, their minister, and no, they get no help. 
just like the mom in the movie. And it's the Lutheran minister that actually suggests that the family seeks the assistance of the Jesuits, Jesuits being a part of the Catholic faith. Now, they come out, they interview the boy, and they are hearing what the family has to say. And so a father by the name of Albert Hughes is like, we got to do an exorcist because it sounds like this kid's possessed. So starting in late February of 1949, this is when Father Hughes starts doing. His name is Father Hughes in the movie too, right? I don't think so. I know there's a Father Damien. I know there's a Father Hughes in some movie that we've been watching. Okay. We've watched before. Well, by the power of Christ, I command Mm. you scenario. And does it, Jay? (laughs) Does it compel me? (laughs) (laughs) Either way, it's not working. Right. In fact, it gets really violent because at one point in time during the exorcist, Ronald, the son, the boy, breaks off a piece from the mattress, you know, rips out part of the mattress and like strikes the father with it. And it it just, it, it becomes really physical. So then after this, a few days after this incident, these scratches appear on Ron's body and the word Lois is seen or Lois or Lewis. And the mom sees this and she's like, it's a sign that we need to move to St. Louis to get help. So they move to St. Louis and once they're a family member, because they do actually have family in the area, connects them to a father Holleran and a reverend named a reverend named Boder. And again, just like Father Hughes, they interviewed the family. They 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 talked to the boy and they come to the conclusion that yes, the boy is possessed. So these two guys in early March, still still the same year of 1949, began the second exorcism. And again, this boy has scratches on his body, the mattress is shaking violently, he's speaking in tongues. There are mysterious you know, words kind of coming out or on his skin. And these words are like hell and evil. And it, I mean, at this point in time, he's screaming, there's wild outbursts. I mean, the only thing that is missing is the kid's head is not spinning. Okay. (laughs) Or vomit. Right. Yeah. The green vomit, doom, pissing themselves in front of guests. But he is doing things like entering to like a, a trance like state He's talking in, you know, different voices. And it was also reported that objects are flying around the room and the that Ron would react extremely violent to any type of religious objects presented to him. You know, you know, you present a crucifix or what have you. And this second attempt actually goes on for weeks. Cause I mean, some people, you know, in the movies, they've got 45 minutes to exercise this bitch. But in reality, exorcism takes weeks. Yeah. Oh. Long periods of time. Correct. They keep coming back. Right. I know that. The demon wants to hold on. Far so demon. during the course of the weeks, they actually see a r- big red X appear on his chest and the priests see it, and they believe it's the, the Roman numeral. Numeral for 10? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they actually think the kid actually has 10 demons inside him. Oh, Jesus. So, I, and things go batshit crazy from there. There's a pitchfork-shaped pattern of lines that develop on his thigh, and then it even, like, snakes down towards his ankle. And 
it, 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 it just it goes back like it's bad shit crazy. And then what happens is on March twentieth, Ron starts urinating all over the bed and basically starts his shouting and cursing at the priest. And at that point in time, the parents are done. They've had enough. This is not working. And <laughs> yeah, they actually to the streets sc- he goes. What's <laughs> 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 your demon shit about there? <laughs> It's hard to be, you know, living the demon life homeless, but <laughs> no. They actually take him to the Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for in-depth treatment. And he's there, and he's getting, you know, basically the same exorcism, just a little bit more. And on April 18th, that's when things change. A good thing happens. It's a Monday, and it's actually the Monday after Easter. And Ron wakes up and he's having a bunch of seizures and he, you know, doing the same thing. He's yelling at the priests. He's saying that Satan will always be with him. And the priests are like doubling up on the The hallelujahs, that (laughs) crucifixes and the medals and the rosaries. You know, they're just, they're going hard. Correct. And that's about 1045 at, on April 18th, they start calling upon St. Michael to expel Satan. So. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, everybody who knows or is familiar with the first battle in heaven was St. Michael led the, the fight against Satan and cast Satan out of heaven. And so they're shouting at Satan. They're calling for St. Michael. And they said seven minutes later, Ronald comes out of his demonic state trance and he says, He's gone. And they'll ask, you know, they, when they talked to the, to Ronald later, he said that he had a vision that St. Michael basically beats Lucifer, Satan on a great battlefield. And that's when Satan released the body because St. Michael won. So after this night, Ron is demon free. He goes on to live a completely normal life. And priests and the people who participated, you know, they took notes, they wrote things down, and that's when an author by the name of William Peter Lady reads through the notes, sees what transpired. <laughs> correct. And in 1971, he releases the novel, The Exorcist. Now, the novel stays on the bestsellers list for 54 weeks. That's more than a year. And yeah, checks out. Right? Yeah. And in 1973, because it was such a huge hit, they obviously made a movie out of it. And between, obviously, the movie and William, they Hollywooded up, doctored you things, the head spinning. It was not a real... Ronald, the boy, didn't have that. But... I mean, he still has some pretty gnarly shit happen to him. Correct. Correct. Now, like I said, the movie gets released in 1973, and the young girl, the main character, is played by Linda Blair, and her name is Regan. And this movie is just a massive hit. And But people are freaking the fuck out. This is just, I mean, nothing like this is ever. And we're talking the 70s, okay? She, the actress, begins receiving death threats to the point that Warner Brothers, who made the movie, ended up hiring bodyguards for her for at least six months after the movie was released because of these death threats. And believe it or not, I, 
I know you guys were too young to remember, but there used to be this like evangelist, this tele televangelist named Billy Graham. He basically points the finger at her and it's like the devil's in every frame of that movie and she's oh, wow. the th- oh, oh, so it was like a religious death threat. Correct. Oh, I thought Correct. they were believing that she was still possessed. Well, it's possible that some people were. Oh, I mean, okay. there's still fucking crazies out there. But either way, so a bunch of religious people just started sending her all of these death threats saying, you know, you're going to fucking die. But there is wow. actually some crazy shit that happens between both Actors and crew members, a total of nine people die during the filming of this, okay? And nine? Yeah, nine. Dude, someone breaks a leg on a movie set nowadays, they cancel the whole fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, even Ellen Burstyn, who was the mom, Jürgen's mom, she actually sustains this spinal injury during this, you know, violent possession scene which apparently she never recovered from. And uh, so many problems happen to the fact, to the point where the movie actually gets delayed in terms of the project deadline gets moved up, gets moved up because of so much bad juju shit happening. And it gets to the point where the director even calls in a priest as (laughs) calm the shit down. As he, he pays him off as a technical advisor for the film, <laughs> but he basically has him bless the the, uh, ca- the, cr- the cast and crew. Just bring some sage. And the fun. sets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just too much. It's just too much. Wow. So that is Black the Dash story it. of The Exorcist. I mean, the lowdown. Yeah. yeah no. I've never seen The Exorcist. That's um, good. I mean, it's very popular. It's everywhere. Right. Yeah. I just, right. I've never gotten around to it. And, and you, it that, being older, it's kind of like, do I really want to waste? No, my you time do on? want to. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, some of the older ones actually end up being better than these new ones. In my opinion, yeah. And the special effects in this one are actually pretty good for yeah. what they were. But I one mean, of the other things, and I think you would find this true too, about some of these movies, is the music that goes with it. I mean, you play the Exorcist theme. I know that's the motherfucking <laughs> Exorcist theme. And this movie came out almost 40 years ago. So, I mean, or no, more than 40 years ago. But either way, the point is, is that you know when you hear that theme what it's associated with. Right. So, right, it's like Halloween or, or Jaws. Or Jaws or... Yeah. So, on top of all these awesome movies that are based on real-life events... The three of us are going to share our top three favorite. Oh, three? I'm sorry. The oh, three of us. Fuck. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what a waste. You know how many cuts I had to make to make this list? There was a lot of cuts. I didn't realize how many horror movies I've actually seen and enjoyed. All right. I met the top ten oh, thank God. favorite horror films, of our personal horror films, starting with Polar Bear. So number ten is the movie Mama. Oh. And I placed it on number 10 because of the CGI. It's, it it's a little rough, but it's got a good story. I like I like the story. It's about these two little girls. They lose both their parents in terrible parent-losing accident. And, uh, <laughs> okay, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they lose their mom, and then their dad takes them out to the woods because he's running oh, away. Shit. And then he, he dies due to paranormal things. And they end up living in this cabin in the woods for a while, and they become feral. And this paranormal entity takes care of them, oh. and they call her mama. And then they finally find him with the dad had a brother, twin brother. He he starts to take care of him, but 
weird things start happening in the house. And All right. Yeah, it was actually I like the story. Did you? Okay, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Panda. So I I made a duel for ten. I shouldn't have, but so I put alien slash aliens. Okay. I know they're two. They're they're, they're both so good, but they're both the same franchise and they both start the same. But I mean, they're both yeah. so good in their own ways. I've Ridley. done it. A cu- I've done it a couple of times, cause just because I can't decide, it, and it's like continuation of the other ones. Right, so it's, it's like the like same thing. Yeah. So like you know, aliens more focused on the horror aspect of survival, and then aliens, you know, at first is the gung ho action, which turns into oh shit, we're gonna ass kicked, you know, game over, man. <laughs> but it's still a horror. But so I, you know, and get that, away from her, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and that's when you know James Cameron took it and. I it was gonna make my list regardless, and there was no way I was gonna put one without the other, so I put it on the same spot. All right, number ten for me is the Monster Squad, released in nineteen eighty seven. It is a badass movie. It was a badass movie when I was young. <laughs> it's a badass movie now. Uh, Horace is my real name, and I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? Uh, is my number number one number number ten? Is my number ten? And uh, still kicking ass. Is it in the 80s? In 1987, yeah. 1987. It's a bunch of kids facing off the monsters. Yeah, you showed me. Yeah. That's right. It's all right. It's all right. It's mm-hmm. nothing crazy, but it's good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, number nine, Polar. Number nine, I have Army of Darkness. Oh! oh I'm sure, you know. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I think it was made in 1992, but it's the third film in The Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and I feel like Army of Darkness was... More exciting than the Evil Deads, even yeah. though I like the Evil Deads. Ash is transported to medieval times <laughs> to face the army yeah. of darkness yes. and recover the book of uh, the dead. The Necronomicon. You sound just <laughs> like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what? That didn't make my list this time. I, I had e- I had Evil Dead series on there because yeah. it, you know the first, the very first one was very horror, and the second one and the third one were like dark comedy cult. Yeah, or, which was fine. I'm okay with all three movies, and then even the remake I thought was pretty cool. The remake was really dark. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty messed up. What's well, the the home the white homeboy with the glasses? That dude went through a lot of shit. I don't know if you've seen the the new Evil no. Dead. No, he went through a lot. Like okay. he gets stabbed like three times, and a nail goes through him or something, and he's like covered in blood, and he he actually helps save the girl. It's crazy. Don't don't no spoilers now. <laughs> You'll see. We're gonna have to sit down and Everybody watch a bunch it. of yeah. these movies. The, the, the new Evil Dead. It gets kind of weird because the, there's some shit, but you'll see. <laughs> uh, my number nine is newer one. Uh, Ready or not. Okay, all right. I haven't seen it. Oh, oh my god, it's good. It's good. Is it good? Yeah. It's like a Bloomhouse movie, so it's not really like super high budget and. And I think the reason why I put it there is, and I'm like everyone says it who sees this movie is like, not everyone talks about this movie, but everyone talks about it now. But it took me by surprise, and it just, it's just a good movie. It's just really good. And you're when you first watch it for the first time, you know it's it's thrilling because you're like, oh shit, she's gonna make well, it. What's gonna happen? Is it on the horror side or is it more of a, on the comedy side? Because it's like it's a black comedy, yeah. but more horror, right? Because. You know, it starts off, you know, she, I don't know if you know the premise to the movie. Uh, kind of. I've seen the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, she's being hunted. That's mm-hmm. the extent of it without telling you anything else. Um, and it's really good. Yes. But there's, there's comedy aspects, but, you know, usually a horror movie does have a couple right. of comedies. You know, relief. Comedy, <laughs> yeah. comic relief. Just to make sure you make it through. <laughs> right. Well, my number nine is actually The Exorcist. Sam, right. we already talked about it. Mm-hmm. My number eight is The Nun, which is... 
Oh, one yeah. of the movies from the Conjuring universe, but it actually got a lot of bad feedback. I really liked it personally because of the setting. It uh, the setting is in uh, Romania, right? And it's got this giant castle cathedral thing that they're going through. Mm-hmm. Very dark, very creepy. Like the setting, I like the 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 evil spirit. Everything about it. I don't know. I don't know why I got such bad feedback. Right now, did you know the young lady that plays? Um, as the as the the nun, nun. Mm-hmm. that's her sister. Oh yeah, yeah, the Conjuring. Lady yeah, they're sister. twenty years apart, but that is just that's why she looks just like her. So yeah, yeah, we were yeah. sitting in theaters, and I look at my wife, and I was like, they have to be related, or they're trying to make them look related. And then we looked it nope, up, and so sure I, I haven't seen the nun. So you're telling me there's two different people who play the same character? Correct. You're, yes. They're, n- they're not the same character. I think they're the same character. Because I looked it up. I was like, how do I I'm piece pretty, this together? No, I think it's her. it takes a long, long time beforehand. All right, you yeah. may have a point there. Yeah. So the nut, so spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler. hashtag spoiler, yeah. if you don't want to listen, take the next 30 seconds away. So the, the nun from The Conjuring 2 is not the, the nun from The Nun. No, 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 no. It's the same ghost, the same spirit. Uh-huh. The, the girl who plays the... Nun lady, she, she's not exactly What's the your nun. Name? Uh, uh, um, it's something crazy. God damn it! Yeah, the Warner. Uh, um, what's her name? Warren. Lorraine. Warren. Lorraine. Lorraine. So oh. Lorraine, Lorraine Warren in real life, her sister plays the nun lady uh, girl that goes. Yeah, and it's, they're similar. And I don't know. We looked it up. It was like, reason, is she a descendant? What? No, no, know, no. What uh, the, the reason why I think it's Lorraine Warren. Because they both meet Maurice. Yeah, the uh, Frenchie. That yeah, guy. Frenchie, yeah. yes. So, yeah, that's that's why I thought so, too, but it's not. It's, okay, all it's right. different timeline. I line. guess it's not, I don't know. Yeah. Different timeline. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I, I actually have not seen that one yet. I haven't seen a lot of those Conjuring Universe movies. I haven't uh, seen. You suck. Okay. Well, I haven't seen that's the two a lot of my list, so. And I haven't seen the none. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine's, okay, was this eight, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, I chose The Mist. I don't know if you've seen The Mist. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Is what? that the recent one with like Ben Affleck or something? No, 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 no. no this that's, is that's a little older. I don't know what that one is with Ben Affleck. It's, it's a guy. It's got the guy who plays uh, Hellboy, the Hellboy or the Punisher. Oh, is Hellboy in it? Well, yeah, yeah, the old guy from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, is it? Yeah, he, Ron he's in Perlman. It. Yeah, yeah, him. He's in it for a little bit. Yeah, he's I, like this tough biker guy. Well, but yeah, just, the guy who plays the main character, he's the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I don't know about Ron Perlman. But either way, so if you don't know what the mist is, the mist uh, it it takes place in a small town and the and the mist starts coming in. As they think it's fog or whatever, and next thing you know, people are getting eaten by these creatures. Oh. So it's almost B. It's almost the line of B rated. Okay. But the thing that makes this movie the best, I mean, there's still horror aspects of the creatures trying to get into the store because they all walk themselves in the store with other people, and the monsters trying to get in or they're trying to be quiet. You know, they're just about them surviving like Dawn of the Dead. But the ending to the mist is blow what it. I'm not is what makes this movie. Yeah. Because okay. if it didn't have this ending, it would probably just go on as a regular, be a regular movie. Yeah, yeah, it'd just be like a regular B rated, like B plus movie. Like the acting's not fantastic because all the there's no major stars, but it's not bad either. Okay. All right. Your number eight is the mist. Yeah. My number eight is actually ready or not. And um, just to clarify the premise, so she marries into this rich family, and the family made its fortune. Well, no, 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 it doesn't say nothing. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say. I don't say, but that, I just keep it at the hunt. All right. Keep it at the All hunt. Right. The okay. Hunt. <laughs> so there you go. That's Okay. All right. Number seven. Uh, For me, number seven is The Right. Have you ever seen it? No. I think you would uh, really enjoy is it. it. On, is it on Netflix? It's on one of the streaming services. They uh, go hiking. No, okay. no, no. The one you're talking about is The Ritual. The Ritual, yes. That's a good one, too. I actually, I don't know why I didn't put that one on my list. Okay. But The Right, this one came out in, in 2011, and it has Anthony Hopkins in it. R-I-T-E? Okay. Right? Right, R- yes. R-I-T-E? Yes. Okay. And pretty much follows this guy who just, think he graduated. He doesn't know what to do with his life. But in his family, you're either a mortician or a priest. That's oh. two things that you can do not to disappoint your family. Oh. And he's helping his dad out. His Their house is a morgue, and, you know, he's fixing up dead people. <laughs> he ends up trying to get away, but he joins a, sco- a scholarship to become a priest, and he's learning. And the whole plot of the movie is he's a non-believer. He doesn't believe in God. Okay. He's going through all of this, and he's a skeptic. He, he goes Agnostic or atheist? Um, He's just... He just lost his faith okay. when when his mom died when he was young, oh. and then he goes he goes to Vatican to study the exorcism. Mm-hmm. To so uh, the guy from his college is like you you gotta go here and that's probably where you find your faith because you know I believe I believe that you'll make a great priest, and he finds Anthony Hopkins and they start f- performing exorcism. Okay, and they're not to the extreme. Uh, of the exorcism, but there's a lot of like limb bending, a lot of speaking in tongues, yelling, screaming. I I really liked it, yeah. And then I don't want to spoil it too much, but the ending he, makes it. Uh, I mean, it just it just rise, you know. It it solves everything. He, okay, you know, it comes full circle. Yeah, if restores rem- his I'm faith in God. <laughs> yeah, if I remember, I think I remember the ending. I think yeah. it, it's a good ending. Okay, Panda number seven. Poltergeist. Yeah, so Poltergeist, I think I just don't think it's a weird one, especially when she gets sucked into the TV and shit. Yeah. You know, they're here and the furniture moving. Because I don't know if you know everyone else has noticed, but sometimes you go, you go away, you come back, you feel like you didn't do that. And I think of the Poltergeist, I'm like, fuck, I gotta get rid of this TV. <laughs> <laughs> or I gotta find the native skeletons underneath yeah, my house. Yeah, that was the whole thing, right? It was mm-hmm. It was built on the Indian burial ground. Right. Yeah, not Not Indian. Uh, Native American. Oh, sorry, Native American. No, not, no just <laughs> a cemetery. It was built on a Native American cemetery. No, just a cemetery. I think it was Native American. <laughs> I'm pretty certain it's, uh, one of us saw the original version. I'm talking about the original one. That's <laughs> the one I'm talking about. I didn't care for the new one. The new one's okay. It was okay. But I, like, you I, know, she's- I'm in... still speaking about the Joe Beth Williams All right, all right. You one. know what? Hold on, hold uh, on. Hold yeah. Because <laughs> it's on my list too, buddy. Okay, pal. 1982. <laughs> Okay, yeah, they're here, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, Steven Spielberg did. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, that's probably why it's so good. <laughs> um, a former cemetery and the graves were moved to a nearby location. That's right. They moved the, they moved the graves. They didn't move. No, they moved the headstones. They didn't move the graves. Yeah, they kept the bodies there. Okay. So either way, regardless, the the movie was great, and then that was there was a lot of weird shit. You know, the little midget psychic chick she comes in, she's cool. I like the dad. I think he's Mister Incredible. Yes, he is Mister Incredible. He's also played coach. His name is Craig T. Nelson. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a good movie. I I just think everyone was great in that one. I think there was it felt like a genuine reaction to a lot of it. And then the fucking worst thing about that movie is that goddamn clown. There's a oh, clown yeah. toy oh, box. Oh, the toy? Yeah, yeah, I fucking hated that thing. Well, that's I, what contributed to everyone's hatred of clowns. Well, it, it, it's terrifying because the it's they put that in the room and the boys like, you know, fuck this thing. Because I think <laughs> they got their sister back by now. But that's when the spirits are even more pissed off as they went to their world and grabbed, you know, Yeah, their just keep ruining it. Don't touch my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so either way, it's 1986. It's not my fault. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. My number seven is actually Army of Darkness. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> Side note, I actually bumped into, I mean, I've seen him several times because I go to his book signings, but Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah? I actually bumped into him when we went to Ashton, Oregon to go see a play. Oh, oh yeah. Didn't you guys right. have a signed DVD? Yeah, yeah. She, she got yes. a signed DVD and That's signed like, book. Yeah. I remember seeing I had, it. Because I go to his signings. But it what it was was he walked right past me. And I noticed his chin, and I was like, I know that fucking chin. <laughs> <laughs> I know that chin. So, yeah, and then I ran up to him, and I was like, oh, my God, you're, you're, you're. <laughs> he, was, he played it super cool. He's probably so. like, I don't want a scene right now. I know, he probably didn't want a scene happening. But, I mean, but. It's, you know, it sucks because for those guys, you know, they're superstars, you know, or he's B-rated star as he quotes himself. But he's, but he's, still, he's good. Everyone yeah. knows who he is. Right. But, like, you know, he – He's probably just trying to do his own thing. That's right. I mean, he's there for a play. He's not. Mm. He's probably hoping nobody recognized him. <laughs> right. But I saw that chin, and I knew who I was. <laughs> who who he was? Did you watch the TV show? Uh, I am in the middle of it. How long have you been in the middle of it? A while. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first episode. I haven't watched it. It looks really good. All right, number six, Polar Bear. Uh, so this is a double feature: twenty-eight days later and twenty-eight oh. weeks later. Okay. Good. Two completely separate movies, except for they happen 28 <laughs> days later and tw- 28 weeks later. Um, um, the first one was good. It, I, I kind of like the way they did it because they, they made it look rough. They made it look really like old quality. Mm-hmm. And the first one was more of how people act in the zombie apocalypse more than the, the zombie itself. attacks. Okay. Uh, so the, a different perspective. Yeah, and then 28 weeks later follows a brother and a sister who come back to live. Where th- this is post outbreak, they're re repopulating London. I think it was in yeah England. Something like that. Yeah, where they live, they're re- repopulating, and they go to see their dad. Their dad actually does some douchebag moves in the beginning, and their mom end up, ends up dying, or you think he's, she's dead. Okay, but she's got like. It's not the cure, but she's resilient. She's been bitten so many times, but she hasn't turned yet. Mm-hmm. She's also the carrier. Okay. So the dad feels guilty and um, goes to visit her. And I think he ends up trying to kill her, but she he gets, she gets blood. Yeah, he gets her blood on him, and he turns, and he's patient zero again. Um. And it was – so he goes completely zo- zombie mode, except he's haunting, uh, hunting – the kids the entire time, like wherever they go, he follow. He ends up there by some miraculous reason. But mm-hmm. it it was more of a zombie aspect of the chase and no way out type thing. Okay, six. I'm still debating on this one. I mean it, it's good. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna stick with it because it's the Conjuring. I really like uh, the Conjuring, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it deserves a better place, but on your yeah. list. But go ahead. Well, we'll get there. Thing, uh, <laughs> it, 
<laughs> okay, it's good. It's great. I love it, and that's why it's, it's on the list. And I, I think I was a little, a little awestruck when I first saw it. You know, the whole clap game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you see that in the trailer, like whatever. And then you watch it, you're like, oh, clap. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good, you know. And then it, it sparked a whole Conjuring universe, like Insidious or Paranormal Activity or all those. So I think it was. I think a, Paranormal it, Activity came out first. Well, yeah, yeah. What's I'm saying? It sparked a universe like Paranormal Activity. Oh, okay. Sorry, let me phrase that. All right, my number six is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. You went with Tucker and Dale. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, it's oh. a good one. So the premise is: is these two guys are one of them purchased this cabin in the woods, and these two, you know, they're just bros. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to go fix it up. Well, they bump into some college kids and one of them's kind of got like just this hatred for hillbillies and he sees them as these hillbillies but i think it's dale or tucker i don't remember which one one of them kind of sees this pretty girl and he's trying his best to kind of act all cool but he gets it all wrong and really gives them the bad heebie-jeebie vibes well when they get to their cabin and they see that the the kids are kind of in the same neighborhood shit goes south from there this movie made me laugh so hard I literally had to stop. It's what? it's good. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, stop the movie to catch my breath because I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> so that is my number six. Cool, that's good. Um, number five for me is a quiet place. Oh, I forgot, oh, I forgot. about a quiet place. Forgot. I love those movies. Uh, uh, one and two because it's pretty much it's the, the same, same movie yeah. that just keeps going. Right. Oh, damn, it was a. Just a little side note, Cillian Murphy's in, you know, your 28 days, and now he's in your quiet place. Uh, the guy who plays Scarecrow in Batman, he's in Oh, yeah, days he is. And yeah. in yeah. the quiet place. He plays a lot. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Sorry, but, side note. But, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, That's the, a good one. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it, it's a family running away from aliens that only react to sound. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, really any sound. They try to walk, walk barefooted with towels on their feet. And uh, the daughter is deaf, so that makes it that much harder for her to be quiet because she's n- she doesn't know she's being loud, right? And uh, yeah, it was yeah, it's just it's well. Mm-hmm. The thing that blows me away about it is John Krasinski; he's great, mm-hmm. and he helped write and direct it. Yeah. Like you go from The Office. I mean, he did Jack Ryan. I don't know if you guys seen that show. I seen the first season. Which is, I mean, it's a great show. And and then he does this, and I'm like, gosh. And then Emily Blunt is his wife. Is his wife, and mm-hmm. she's great as an actress, and they, they kill it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. So I that's a great one. I totally forgot about A Quiet Place. Damn. You're number five? Well, it should be that now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is actually Jaws. Okay. All right. You're probably going to say it's low, but Jaws, it's just, you know, that I think that was my, f- I, w- I don't know if it's my first horror movie, but it does make you, you don't think about it, but you always think about it when you go out to swim. <laughs> it's like, is there a it's fucking good, shark in me. there? Yeah, we'll be at the local lake here, but you're like, there's no f- fucking sharks in there, but you get in and you're like, there's probably a shark in here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say it, but you're thinking it just, just enough. Someone's got that little bit of anxiety. So mine is actually Scream. Mm. Oh, the yeah. original scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually went on a date with your father. She's pointing at me. Yep. Not the polar My bear. father? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when that movie came out. 
Yeah, they went to Lover's Lane too and didn't die. <laughs> didn't die. They were the decoys. Yeah. <laughs> number four. Uh, number four is actually a new movie that just came out. Is Malignant. Oh. oh okay. And we watched it, and I thought it was good. It was, it was strange, but it also kept you guessing, which I love in a horror movie. Right, suspense. Lo- yeah, suspense. I want to try to figure out. What what's going on before they tell me what's going on? It was good. It was uh, you know there was some paranormal things happening. There was some real killings happening. <laughs> so you're not sure which which route it's gonna take. And I liked it. It's worth Just watching. I, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Uh, well, that's what's good about horror movies too. Is it always keeps you guessing. So mm-hmm. you know, if you're watching a movie and you kind of see the predictable ending, so that's why I don't really care for the Halloween or the Friday the Thirteenth sequels. Because the ending is usually the same. Right, it follows the same formula. Freddy will return, or Jason will return. It's like, all right. <laughs> like, it was cool, but, all right. Well, number cool four? for six times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool for six times. But you can, Wes Craven, you can retire that now. <laughs> but I hear the, the se- some of the sequels are actually better than other sequels, but I don't know. I didn't do it. Uh, Tremors. That's the shit. Yeah. Tremors was, you know, I never thought of it as a horror movie. You know, you always wanted yeah. to kill your own Graboid by yourself and you're shooting like, shit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. God damn it, Valentine. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it has all those sequels, which are, you know, whatever, B-rated. But, you know, this, this original tr- Tremors was good. The first one was good. The first one was really yeah. good. And uh, I don't think everyone's ever really complained about it. Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's a cool aspect, you know. So my number four is actually Jaws. Done it, <laughs> done <laughs> it. So yeah, just when you think it's safe to go back, <laughs> it's not. They make three more movies. <laughs> <laughs> one in three D. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one with uh, Michael Crane, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Kane. Kane, Michael Kane. Yeah. Well, what is it? They have Michael Kane, and then the next one. Well, before that, they have uh, Dennis Quaid. Okay. Yeah, the son. He becomes Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Number three, Polar Bear. Uh, Insidious. There you go. One and two. Yeah. Three and four were not as <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, trash. Yeah. But two was my favorite. The, I mean, one is cool. Yeah, one set things up, but two really yeah, just kind of put it out there. That was the roller. So that one was the roller coaster going up. You're like, ah, ah. And then you just, you know, it ends when you're right at the peak. And then two is just straight fucking downhill. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, holy shit, we're in the spirit realm. Hashtag spoilers. <laughs> but that's it, a good it's, it's got your boy Patrick Wilson from The Conjuring. Correct. Um, Ed Warren. Ed Warren, yeah. He does. I mean, he's good. He's good. Actor. I think him and James Wan are just homies. Like, hey, you know, I got to make a scary movie. This guy's coming with <laughs> Well, actually, that's probably true because Aquaman, he plays uh, ta- uh, the Admiral. What's that fucking bad guy? The Admiral? Yeah, the. He's the king in, of Atlantis for now. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. James and James Wan helped make Oh, Aquaman. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. So that's probably exactly. They probably really are just. It's a homie hookup. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Number three. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Number three was Scream. Okay. All right. It, 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 took the, it took the hack and slash. But I mean, for that time period, it, it, it modified it for that time period. So it added the phone calls. And for that m- modern way of changing things, so I thought that was really cool. And it's just a, it's just a good story. And all the other sequels ended up being pretty good. I mean, right. in fact, they're coming out with another one. Right, it's like the final Sally moment or some shit. I forget what it is. 
but or Sydney, whichever. Yeah. You know, hello Sydney. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's some crazy shit. And then you know, Ghostface. What's your, what's your favorite scary movie? And then you know, Drew Barrymore. Hashtag spoilers. First five minutes of the movie, so I'm not spoiling nothing. I didn't want to spoil it, but <laughs> it's a good scene. <laughs> All right. Actually, mine. My third one is actually Poltergeist. Oh. So, and you know, in case you don't know, the they move into a brand new house. And shit goes south, basically. Yeah. So until the midget shows up. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to go in there. <laughs> See the lights. <laughs> stupid. That's stupid. It's wonderful. It's great. It's not stupid, but it's just, you know, she's, or whatever she is. I don't know if she's. I don't know. Yeah, she's just there. Hmm. All right. Polar Alrighty. bear number two. Number two for me is The Conjuring. Okay. One and two. Okay. Uh, the first two were good, and I mean, I, I don't think we have to say anything else about it. I mean, we've been talking about it the entire time. I feel like it set the standards for scary movies for, at, for this time period, at I least. I think so. Yeah, for this era of time. For this generation, It was really yeah. good. I was I was going to put Conjuring Part 2, but I, 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 think I was still debating the whole slash part, but uh, I do like the Conjuring 2. I like, it, I like it quite a bit. It's a little more upbeat. A little more action, I guess, to it mm-hmm. because you know now the, the nun bitch is fucking. Well, yeah, well, I'm I was split. You know, I like the first one because the mom was all demonic and she had you know she was chasing the kids through inside of the house. That was mm-hmm. weird, you know, creepy as hell. But then I really liked the nun character. Right. That that thing right. just creeped the hell out of me. I think it creeped the hell out of well, everybody. Yeah, well, like so you can't really say the plot twist, but you know the little skirt. When, you know, because everyone thinks it's him. Well, I guess we sort of said the nun. I mean, that's the big secret. Right. It was, well, I, yeah, sort wh- of. It was, it was the whole thing, whether the little girl was possessed or was she just faking the entire time. Well, right. that, that too. The very end. What I'm saying is that the, the, the guy, the old man. Sorry. Old man. Oh, oh, yeah, oh the yeah, ghost. Remember, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 he's that's, whispering yeah, yeah, yeah. in her ear the Right, that's the, that's the point. <laughs> Number two, Panda. Uh, oh, the new It. Movies. Oh, oh, that's not the one for me. Huh? Huh? What? I didn't say <laughs> You don't like the new It's? Yeah. They're great. Yeah. The first one is scarier, but the second one, the casting for that could not it was be excellent. any more perfect. It was excellent. It was so good. All right. <laughs> is, what? Are you really disappointed by that choice? I, maybe I have to rewatch them. I, uh, At what say. point do they eat? Georgie and they fight back. I mean, they took out. They didn't have the orgy scene, so I don't know what else you're looking for in the movie. Oh my god, I don't need that. <laughs> All right, my I'll, number two. I'll make comments when we come around. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> my number two is actually Tremors. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, and just great movie. I know. Side note, however, Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. actually thought making this movie was like the he had hit rock bottom. Huh. Oh really? He felt like this is where his life has gone. His his acting <laughs> career had gone that he's making a movie about graboids. <laughs> Little did he know that this movie just, I mean, takes off. Yeah. It's just. Did he make Hollow Man first or did he make this no. one first? No, he made Tremors first. Well, he, you know, Footloose and all the stuff he did In when he 80s. was younger. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I'm sure Tremors seemed weird, right. but. I mean, right. It was, it was. It was it was so bad. It was good. Right. That's no. the thing. It's no. That's it's the thing. It's campy. Bad. It is bad. bad. That's the thing. It's it is like totally that bad. Only people to come out of that was uh, uh, all of them. Kevin Bacon and his buddy uh, Fred Ward. Fred Ward. What's his character's name? Vern. Val and 
Vern. The Ballon Vern. I don't remember. I can't remember. Either way, I mean Fred Warner Fred Ward had a good had a good career as you know, not I mean major roles. He almost made it big, but he never made it huge. You know, with Kevin Bacon's Kevin Bacon. Right. And Michael Gross who played Burt. Right. He he just ended up being in every Tremors movie after that. Well, that's the thing is like it has to be good. The first one has to be good Earl. for them to make six more movies. Right. Just like Dragonheart. The first one was super I love good. Dragonheart. Okay. And then they just kept making them and it's like, yeah. okay, that's that's enough. Okay, right. his name was not Verd, it's Earl. So sorry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um Well it's like Lake Placid. It's not really great or good. But it's 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 a fun movie. Well, I'm I can, and I actually quote Tremors and Tremors too. I feel I was denied need to know information. If that does your Burt mm-hmm. Gunner quote of the day, so do you it's, see tr- Tremors too? I've seen all of them. Okay, even the ice all one. of them. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. Oh, okay, but they're so even the TV show. I love the TV show. <laughs> I didn't see the TV show. It's so, so good. They have ass blasters and everything. <laughs> but that's also, my number two. Side note too, in Tremors, there's a scene where Val is hammering a fence. Yeah, the beginning scene. Yeah. Okay. If you watch that scene, he misses the fucking pole like four times <laughs> where he fl- <laughs> So it looks like he's working and talking, but he's fucking missing. <laughs> and he finally gets it. He it kinda looks like he's like relieved that he finally got it. So maybe Kevin Bacon was really frustrated <laughs> because he's like, I'm fucking that day sucked, yeah. right? I'm making a stupid movie, but it turns out to be one of his best career choices. Yeah. All right, top number one All polar right. bear. Number one for me, I'm gonna agree with Panda here, is it. It. All uh, of them. All of them. Even, so even OG, yeah, OG. Uh, yeah. So when I was little, the original it scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> right. Okay. And I actually, I watched them when I was little, and I thought it was two movies because they do split up. You right. Know, the it, younger, older, and then when I watched it as you know an adult, and I was like, oh shit, it's still it's one movie. But when they made the remake, I thought it was excellent. I really liked the guy who uh, plays Pennywise. He's creepy oh, as Scar's shit. Guard? Yeah, Scar Scar. And then there's like you six know that of them. I think he does in the movie. Is it, he can do, he can it's do actually that? him. Oh. Yeah, he shows Bill. There's Gnarly. a there's a ep, there's a, like a, a meme. He just starts drifting. Right of Bill Hader, the guy who plays uh, Stranger Things kid, who grows up. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, comedy, yeah. Uh-huh. Image, uh, the whatever. Yeah. So, on the behind the scenes, uh, Bill Hader and Skarsgård are talking while they're in costume or whatever. And Bill Hader goes, you know, that's really cool, the CGI in the movie when you guys do the whole eye thing. And he laughs, and he goes, I can do that. And he shows him how he does it. And he, Bill Hader he turns around and runs away, and he freaks the fuck out. <laughs> it's, it's just some pictures. It's not like a video, but it's, it's cool. It's gnarly. Your number, your number one panda. My number one is The Thing. Oh, John Carpenter. What Kurt thing? Kurt Russell. <laughs> 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 Kurt Russell. Uh it's just a good movie. So that's, it's fucking That's weird. the old one or the new one? The old one. Oh. The new one's okay, but the old one, the old one's really good. I enjoy it. I mean, I watched it again recently, and I was still freaked out by the gore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, when the alien starts touching you and starts changing into you, that shit's mm. weird. And, I, and the dog scenes are kind of rough, but, yeah, yeah. but, you know, it's it's such a good story, and there's no bullshit with them. They're just like, let's fucking get this done. Like, there's no, like, you know, oh, but what if we try to save it? No, they straight up all agree. <laughs> Everyone's going to die or this thing's going to die. <laughs> so it's pretty rad. And the ending's cool. I mean, it's still, uh, it's right, just. A- you're right. The ending, I think, 
leaves is perfect because you don't know. But I mean, and this, you're good with not knowing, right? And the alien, the thing itself is just so gross. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole testing the blood scene is so suspenseful. You're like, <gasps> is it gonna eat him? Yeah, is it gonna <laughs> fucking do it? Is it gonna do it? And then it's so good. It's just it's just so many good shit to it, and it's just a good, it's just a good movie. John Carpenter did good. All right. Well, my favorite, I should have been obvious, is The Conjuring. So, and we already kind of covered why it's awesome (laughs) and amazing. Is there any ones that you didn't put on there that you wanted to put on there? You know, kind of in hindsight, The Thing would would have been one of them. And, um, you know, I did a horror movie fest-a-thon, and it's just, there's actually a lot of really good ones. One that I did enjoy, Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. That would have been my had, only. That, that was on my international. Rejects, I had my little rejects list. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It is Korean, South Korean, um, and I do think they have actually just released a sequel to that. Finally, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. I did actually like Blair Witch Project. I don't care if anybody else didn't like it, but it's okay. Okay, I did enjoy it. Oh, and the woman in black with Daniel Radcliffe. I oh, thought that, yeah, was that one was a good one. amazing. He did an excellent job, and it was a good leap from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So I'm in theory that she actually should have probably been on my list. <laughs> Which ones were on yours? Um, now that I think about it, well, I also haven't seen them yet. I should have watched the Rob Zombie movies, like Thirty One oh. or Devil's Rejects. Yeah, and I don't think you know they're not as you know scary as they are gory. I'm gonna have to watch them then. Yeah. Update my list. I actually got a couple. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. I really wanted to put it on there, but I wasn't sure how we were going with this. But then you put Tucker versus Dale, right. or Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I was like, I should have put Shaun of the Dead. But <laughs> then again, I like my choices. Ten Cloverfield Lane. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Yeah, that's a good. So, one. is that movie related to the Cloverfield with the alien? Yes. Okay, so it's just a sequel, and she's in the basement the whole time. Right. Okay. But John Goodman's fucking weird. He's pretty weird. He's pretty fucking weird, and he does a good job. You're like, I haven't seen John Goodman that way. I mean, he plays bad guys before, but he's not. I mean, then you watch the movie, and you're like, is he a bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> it, he doesn't do it the right way, okay? <laughs> uh, I'll start The Green Room. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I, it's on my book things. list. <sighs> That's a good thing. That's a good one. It's Patrick Stewart plays a good Neo-Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Nazi. Yeah. Um, Bone Tomahawk was on there. Patrick oh, yeah. Wilson. Patrick Wilson and Kirk Russell. Uh, it's kind of, that one's kind of B-rated. It is. Budget-wise. But it's the actually, actors make it. Yeah, that's exactly it. If it wasn't for the actors, I probably would have never watched it. Because they, they kind of go out on it. And it's pretty good. And right. it's a little gory. I don't remember. It's good, though. Better watch out. I think that's a, I think that one's a... One that went by under the radar. If you if you haven't heard about that one, you should just go watch it. And then I didn't put the Evil Dead series or Friday the Thirteenth, and I d- Halloween. Oh, Krampus. Oh, yeah, I wasn't. Okay. It was okay. I don't know why people didn't like this one. I yeah. like Krampus a lot. Yeah. All right, so this is probably the longest running podcast we've done year to date, but that's all right because we've given you a plethora, a variety of different horror films to enjoy this Halloween season. On to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. I have a Facebook page, and if you are curious or interested and would like to join, send me a request. However, in the meantime, if you have a place that you would someday like to see where their dark corners are or know of a horror story that is based on true events and you'd like us to cover it, uh, send me an email. 
at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Final thoughts, polar bear. Uh, I enjoyed this this <laughs> session a lot. I, I know it took forever, but I like having conversation with you guys. Right. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what made this one a little easier is we know the, it's movie. I think that was a more comfortable topic for all of it. And, you know, we really, we really like these movies. Right. Yeah. It's our the, jam. The passion takes, behind it. Yeah. Right. The extra passion. Final thoughts, Panda? Uh, I think uh, we'll be watching a lot more movies. Besides, I, was, I was thinking about, I looked at the list of the movies I was wanting to put on there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I should rewatch this. But then again, I don't really like to watch them alone. Okay. All right. You can come over and I'll hold your hand. That's all I need, buddy. <laughs> all right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why I hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Thank you.